Hello, everybody. My name is Harry Clark, and I'm joined today by Steve Uzinski, who is the Deputy Headmaster at Grammar, overseeing the academic program. G'day, Steve. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Harry. It's great to be here. The Australian tertiary admission rank was implemented in Queensland schools in 2020, but for a lot of parents and students, it's still a point of confusion with regard to how an ATAR score is achieved and how that figure is then used for students to enter tertiary education. Steve is certainly an authority on this subject and he joins me now to explain how it works. So Steve, tell me, what is an ATAR and how is it used for tertiary admissions? You're correct, Harry, in outlining the words involved in it in the Australian Tertiary Admissions Rank, and the rank is the really key part. Because universities have a limited number of places available, they need to come up with a ranking mechanism in order to filter students into different courses. Okay, so students are working throughout Year 12, and at the end of it, they they get a figure out of 100. How is that figure created? That's a really important question, and I think this is where some of the confusion about the system comes in. There are actually two parts to it and two separate processes. So in Queensland, students will study their subjects, usually six subjects, through the Queensland Curriculum and Assessment Authority, the QCAA. So you'll do English, you'll do physics, you'll do maths methods, you'll do drama, etc. And for each subject student will get a score out of 100, right? And so that is the student's achievement in the subject. Now, we know that those scores relative to other students and other schools are really robust because common assessment program, there's processes of confirmation to ensure that the challenge and difficulty between different schools is identical or at least as close to identical as it can be then every subject in october and november of year 12 has an external exam so that is very literally the same exam the same day same time across the state okay so students are getting an individual score per subject and then they ultimately receive an overall score for their whole curriculum right so they actually will get the individual score for each subject. That is their QCE, their Queensland Certificate of Education. You think a bit like the old senior statement, right? And it will list your subjects and your score out of 100, right? So that's a a measure of a student's work over the two years of senior. And that's all of the study and assessment they've done. There's then a separate process that follows that. And it's actually that separate secondary process that gets all the attention. So once students have got their subject scores, they then need to apply to university and universities have to come up with a way of ranking students who have got a really big range of different subject combinations. So how do universities come up with a way of identifying students they believe are the most academic or the most likely to be successful to get into courses? And that's where the ATAR comes in. So I think people understanding the separation of the processes is really important, that there's all of that study and work students do over two years, they'll get a score out of 100, that will never change. That will be a reflection of their effort over the two years. Then, when you're applying to go to university, all of those are combined and 
a single measure rank called the ATAR is calculated to determine who gets first preference into which courses in university. Right, so students graduate with a figure for all of their different subjects and the universities then take that information and produce a, calculate a single figure for a student. That is exactly the process, Harry. So it's actually on the same day. This year it will be 15th of December. Students will log in twice. They will log into their QCE they'll get their subject results. That's where they find out how they've gone in their external exams. They then do a separate login to QTAC, the Queensland Tertiary Admissions Centre, which is owned and run by the universities, and from there they'll get their ATAR. So just to go back a little bit, how are those percentage figures determined for each subject? That's a really good question, Harry, and it reflects students' work over two years. So students in Queensland will study four units. So you work through consecutively units one, two, three, and four. You must pass units one and two. They are foundational. And it's the assessment in units three and four. The combination of those will give each student a score out of 100, and it's a whole number. So a subject like English, they will do three what are called internal assessments, each worth 25 marks. And then an external assessment, an essay exam unseen worth 25 marks. So those four marks out of 25 added up give a score out of 100 for English. A little different in the maths and sciences, students will do a number of smaller weighted internal assessments, a 10, a 20, a 20, and then an external exam worth 50 marks total out of 100. It, uh, it's essentially that the external exam is more heavily weighted and actually assesses a greater body of knowledge and understanding. So the external exam with 50% essentially assesses everything in units three and four, that is all of the learning in year 12. And those scores are consistent across the state, is that correct? That's correct, right? So there are processes that are called confirmation where each school samples very closely monitored and examined and those scores are confirmed and during confirmation student scores can be moved up or down to adjust them to the correct standard and then the external exam consistently marked same exams same paper for every student in the subject so we know there's absolute consistency in the grading of those. So the Queensland Tertiary Admissions Centre then takes those figures and produces an ATAR for each student. Tell me about that process. This is where I think some of the mystery and unfortunately the misinformation sits, Harry, is around that process of ATAR calculation. So yes, each student will receive a subject score. Whole number out of 100. Then each student's combination of scores is provided to QTAC. They then have the challenge of putting every student in the state, let's say about 30,000, on a single rank. Remembering that, with different combinations of subjects, there are literally hundreds of different subject combinations. And how do you fairly compare a score of 90 in drama with a score of 90 in chemistry with a score of 90 in PE? And so that's the process that QTAC work through to get a single rank. So mathematically, and it's a mathematical process, it's very robust. I think 
people have some misconceptions about the fairness of it, but it's a consistent mathematical, statistical process. So, Steve, can you graduate year 12 with a pretty good idea about the ATAR that you're going to end up with? That's a really important question, Harry, and I think there's unfortunately misinformation and some not good guidance where people attempt to predict ATARs. So if we step back from that process, and my advice to students is always control the things that you can control. So you can study really hard, you can revise, you can pay attention to your teachers, listen to your feedback. That will maximise your study score, your subject score out of 100. That's the most controllable you have. When it comes to the ATAR, you cannot control how every other student in the state is performing and how they are performing relative to you. So obviously, if you are scoring more highly, that's advantageous. You'll be higher up the state rank, right? But the misinformation comes in, I think, where people say, well, last year, this subject, physics, it looked like it scaled very well, that is... Right, the raw scores were translated to higher average scores, I should do physics, that's not necessarily going to be the same year to year. Mm. And, in, and in fact, looking at the data, you can see you're actually generally better off doing really well in a subject that perhaps doesn't scale as strongly and average or below average in a stronger subject. Mm. And then depends on how the students across the state are performing in that subject to bring it up to a higher ranking. So purely hypothetically, you can be doing pretty well in biology throughout year 11 and 12 and take a bit of confidence in the fact that, um, you know, this is going to bode well for your, for your ATAR. But if for whatever reason, and hypothetically, you know, biology students um, are performing as well across the state, then you're misguided in thinking that you're doing well. So that the point is to to work hard across all subjects. Nilsen A. Laboro. That is absolutely the best advice, Harry. Yes. Nothing without work or effort. And as I keep saying to students, control the controllables. You can control your own study, your own engagement with assessment. What you can't control is what everyone else is doing. You can't control how many places universities are necessarily going to give. Can you talk more about what constitutes a stronger ranking subject statewide? Typically, and I'll give an example, the subject that's called mathematical methods. It was called Maths 1 when I was at school, probably Maths B when you were at uh, school. So it's calculus. It's a very challenging subject. Now, typically, the profile of the kinds of students who take Maths methods will be really hardworking and studious. You need to be to be staying on top of maths. That will trade off in your other subjects. So what you get is the group of students in Queensland who would typically take that mathematics subject will perform well in all of their subjects. In other subjects, and we'll take uh, an example perhaps like drama, Typically, and once again I'm generalising, but typically students who perform very well in drama, not quite so well in their other subjects. They often choose because it's a real strength of theirs, which we want to encourage. So what that means is the group of students in drama overall academically tend to be not as strong on average as those who take mathematical methods. And that's the system. And there's 
actually no surprises there. But what you can't do is accurately predict how each subject is going to compare year to year. It sounds to me like the, the, the way to go when you're choosing your subjects, am I correct, that happens at the end of year 20, is to play to your strengths. That is absolutely the advice. Uh, Rather Aaron. than take a subject because, you know, the kids do really well in physics, you know, I need to be in that group to, to, to come up to their average. That, that, Harry, that is absolutely the perfect advice and we cannot get this message out there often enough. Students should do subjects that they enjoy, in which they will find fulfilment and in which they'll be really engaged because they'll do better at that. The second thing is, the second piece of advice, they need to meet what are called tertiary or university prerequisites, which are usually very clear. If, for instance, you have a real interest in going into science or engineering, you need to do mathematical methods, you need to do one of the sciences, chemistry or physics or biology, but you don't necessarily need to go beyond that. And so our advice in addition then is to keep your options open, have a broad range of subjects, and of course that has always been the Brisbane Grammar ethos. We want broad, liberal education where people have got lots of options and opportunities, not just at university, but then in their lives and careers. How can parents assist in this? You know, guide their, their boys in the, the best performance with regard to achieving the best ATAR that they can and for staying involved in that process as they're progressing through and reaching those figures. We know that parents are very invested in their children's education. So what can they do? The first thing is to actively encourage good habits and routines, regular habits of study and revision, making maximum use of the time you have each day. So checking in with your student on their progress, what they're up to, showing interest and support. Really encouraging them to be responsive to and act on the feedback from their teachers because the feedback provided along the way will enable students to continue to improve and you get a succession of incremental improvements and suddenly your score is really climbing up. The big picture I would say for parents is focus on the process. So if your son is serious about his studies, he's got those good routines and habits, he's engaged in the life of the school, he's getting plenty of sleep and good nutrition, all of that contributes to someone who's going to maximise his outcome. So if he's following the process well, good attention to detail, the outcome in December will take care of itself. That point you made about taking feedback from the teachers, it's a no-brainer. And obviously they're providing education for a well-rounded student when they graduate. But when it comes down to it, they're trying to help the student get the best ATAR score at the end of the day. That, that's absolutely right. And this is one of the, the big positives about this system, Harry, is that our role as teachers is to lift every student up and enable them to get the best outcome that they can. The thing I like in this new system is there's no limit, there's no bell curve. If we can get every student to 100, if they can achieve that standard, well, we'll make sure they earn that score and get it. And that's the message is good process, small incremental improvements that accumulate over time based on feedback, revision, good educational practice.
Steve, you seem very confident in this system. It's quite complicated, but it's robust, as you say, and it and it comes up with a pretty good, um, clear ranking of, of, of your student compared to other students who are competing for tertiary spots. It's as good a system as we have had in Queensland, Harry. A couple of the big advantages is reduced volume of assessment. That's a big plus. You think back to when we were at school, assessment was almost a weekly or a fortnightly event. Students know when they're going into senior, they'll have three internal assessments in each subject and one external. It's very clear and they know what each one counts and they know that it will be directly comparable with every school and every student in the state. That's very reassuring, right? It's a really clear system. Secondly, you control what you control. Universities have to come up with a ranking mechanism. You do your best in each subject, and then the rank will give you access to a course. The other message that I think is really important for students and parents to take in is that the ATAR is not the end point, it's actually the beginning of your tertiary study. It gets you to university. If you don't quite get the course that you want, there are other pathways. You go into another course, you start to accumulate results at university, you get a GPA that can step you up into the course that you want. So there are pathways and steps that you can take. So I really like to think of the ATAR as a, a starting point, not an end point. In that way, it sounds similar to when I was at school going through the OP process. And it, it really is encouraging for the fact that once you're in university, there is a lot of room to change, you know, quite um, dramatically the course that you're studying and what kind of field you want to ultimately go into. Steve, we haven't talked about how universities decide which ATAR score is going to get you into which subject. And that comes down to, you know, the weighting and popularity of a subject across the state. Am I, am I right? That's exactly it, Harry. It is about the popularity or demand for a course. It's very demand-driven. So if there is, let's just say, law at University of Queensland becomes very popular, which it is, large number of applicants, that means then that the rank required will go up because they need to filter those applicants. That's what the rank is for. If a course becomes less popular, University of Queensland Pharmacy, it's a challenging course. There's some serious chemistry in there, but not popular the last couple of years. ATAR goes down because the course needs to be filled. So yes, it really is a measure of the demand for a course and less so its difficulty. I see in the papers that grammar is consistently in the very upper echelons of, you know, what students are achieving, which ATAR scores and the averages. How tell us about that reflection. If 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 grammar's doing really well overall in those ATAR scores, there's a bit more that comes into it, I understand, as to, you know, the indication for that school's success in, in the ATAR results. No, really important question, Harry, and it speaks to school culture. And I'll answer this, I think, in two parts. So, yes, when the results are published, we know that Brisbane Grammar School consistently achieves at the very top of results in the state. And our top students, we always get significant number of students way above the state distribution of students at the very top of those ranks. Where we've seen the real benefit, though, is in our students in the middle, okay? And so our students who are further down the ranks, so the middle and below, they are being lifted up 
by the academic culture of the school. So in fact, what we're seeing is that about 75% of grammar seniors are in about the top 10% of the state. Now that's an extraordinary achievement and what that speaks to is a culture where learning and good educational practices are the norm. And we also encourage very strongly for students to focus on personal best and the reminder they're not competing with each other, but in fact, good learning is a social experience, right? We share our learning, we lift each other up. And to be honest, I think uh, boys like having the common enemy of beating the state or beating the external exam. Yeah, that also hasn't changed since um, I left here as a student. And at, at that time, it was cool to be smart. Good grades are, are cool. And it sounds like that's even more so the case now. Absolutely the case, Harry. Yes, the, the, the boys really value the process of learning. They love sharing knowledge and understanding. I know each year that our results are going to be excellent when in October, in the stand down or study prep weeks before the exam starts, I can walk into the forum, which is the lecture theatre, and there'll be a lecture on mathematics or chemistry or English going, and there'll be no teachers. It'll be the students teaching each other, right? And that's a great environment to be in. The OP system, which I went through, and a lot of grammar parents went through, had a lot of criticism about being unfair in various ways. It sounds like this is a lot more dynamic. How would you compare it to the OP system? We had 28 years of the OP system and there certainly were good aspects to it and I think good intentions. Right? The intention was that each school within their context could manage their assessment, their program of assessment for students and that could reflect the needs and circumstances of the school in a particular time and place. Then, so that, that meant there were some variations. Right? There was a process called moderation verification, but there were certainly were differences between schools. So what was then done was that each school was required to, based on the internal assessment, rank each student within a subject. Right? So you would be the top student in physics, the 10th student in uh, maths, you might be the 82nd student in English. Then, in order to compare schools what was done was called the Queensland Core Skills Test, the QCST. And so that was used as a measure of comparing the relative academic strength of a school's year 12 group. And so think of it this way, each school ranked their students in their subjects, the QCST then ranked the schools, and that was then merged to create the OP or overall position ranking system. It was much less fine-graded than the current one. ATAR, very granular. About 30 students at each band, right? So about 33 last year, 99.95. Another 33 at 99.90. The OP, much broader bands, right? Maybe about 500 students at an OP1. Maybe about 750 students at an OP2, etc. And so... The good intentions of that OP system, I think, probably dissipated over time and it became less reliable. And I think uh, increasingly many students look to alternative pathways 
to university and tertiary entry. And so this system, it aligns very much with HSC in New South Wales and VC in Victoria. So a combination of moderated internal assessment, a major external exam, and then an ATAR for each student's tertiary entry. Other thing to remember, of course, is that the ATAR is portable, right? So your rank in Queensland is recognised in New South Wales, in Victoria and other states. That is an important thing to remember. Steve, since the ATAR system was brought in in 2020, are you noticing any trends about how grammar's performing or how the results are are being reflected at at grammar or, or overall? What we've seen is continuing uplift. At Grammar, we track our results and our outcomes very closely and we continue to adjust our programs over time so that we're getting better at teaching, we're enabling students to learn more effectively, their outcomes are improving. What we saw across the 28 years of the OP was consistent improvement. So our median, right, that is our middle student in each cohort, the median OP continued to improve over time. So... We were going from a median OP of seven to six to five to four. And that really speaks to Grammar's focus as an institution on continuous improvement and on finding little incremental gains. That's in our teaching, in the way we give feedback to students, in the quality of the whole student experience and the support we provide. What we've seen with this system is a jump. Right. The improvement's quite uh, quite marked in this uh, QCE ATAR system from 2020. And I spoke earlier about the students who are really benefiting are those in the middle, right? Those above the middle and below who are really, really now being lifted up. And our median students are performing absolutely outstandingly. Pleasing result for all involved, I'm sure, and from where I sit, Hardly unsurprising. Uh, nice of you to say, Harry. It's uh, a credit to the hard work that our staff do who are continually refining not just the quality of the assessment but the quality of the teaching and feedback and preparation we're giving our students so we can find those small incremental gains unit to unit and year to year. Very encouraging sign of the the academic culture at grammar well steve it's been uh, really insightful what you've taken us through today and it sounds like it's it's a it's a it's a as fair a system as you can be and grammar obviously performs very well within that quite fair system so very insightful and, and refreshing to hear thank you so much for taking through taking us through a complicated subject thank you harry it's been a pleasure